And welcome to the Royal Rooters Podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, and your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea. So um, let's get down to business. Um, so the Notre Dame score... Today's game, Notre Dame beats Virginia 35-20. to 20. It should have been a much bigger score than that if basically, yeah, which we'll get into now, basically what I like and didn't like. What I liked was defense was better than it was the past couple of games. Yeah, especially with this offense because today's offense was not really that great today. They did not really – they should have blown out uh, Virginia. If it wasn't for the defense capitalizing on certain – miscues by Virginia's offense, like some interceptions and turnovers, fumbles and stuff like that. A pick six, too. So, yeah, basically, yeah, if, like, they didn't capitalize on it, I feel like we could be, like, looking at a different score today. So, yeah. So, wins a win. And it's also the program's 900 career victory and 13 straight at home. So, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, that's good. So, so um. Next week on the Bowling Green, let's see what their record is. Hopefully, it's not. It's probably not really that good. So let's see. Bowling Green, Bowling Green, probably crap. But you know what? Well, yeah, that hasn't really stopped anybody. All right. Bowling Green, the part of the Mac. They are they are one and three and overall and like oh and one in their conference. So yeah, they, this should be an easy win. I'll accept nothing other than a, a blowout victory against a uh, Bowling Green. So yeah, so on the Bowling Green. That's what the Patriots usually said on somebody on so and so. But yeah, anyway. Red Sox news. Weekly scores. So Sunday. Um, thanks to um the Red Sox won seven to four against the Tampa Bay Rays. And fin- or um so thankfully, thankfully because of a key offense because of a offensively by uh Christian Vasquez a home run and like some key offensive from other guys too. Red Sox were able to uh, close out on a win on Sunday. So very good. Very good. 7-4 win, which made their record 81-74 at the time. So um, Monday score against uh, the series finale against the Tampa Bay Rays and the season series finale against Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa. Red Sox uh, got off early against uh, Blake Snell and basically uh, had like a four- Nothing lead heading into the fourth inning, and then back to back home runs by Chi Man Choi, um, Brandon Lowe, Brandon Lowe, or Nate Lowe, and yeah, Garcia, yeah, Asilas Garcia, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it wasn't really a great night. Like, they basically had a 
back-to-back-back fourth inning. And um, they had one more. They had one more run in the sixth inning, but frankly, thanks to a Mookie Betts outfield play, a second run didn't come in, and the score remained a seven to four. Rays win. Um, that's on our Monday night game. Then the Red Sox go to Tampa Bay or go to Texas, and basically they got off to a good start too, and it was a slugfest up to the end. But but thankfully the Red Sox won and were able to get their. Get uh, Erod their his nineteenth win of the season. Even though he did, it wasn't really his best starts, but able to stay around, good enough to get nineteen his nineteenth uh, win of the season. Looking for number twenty, possibly tomorrow. So yeah, so twelve to ten, Red Sox win. All right, and then next night on Wednesday night, Red Sox um, came out on. And uh, basically, well, firstly, they went one, two, three in the first inning. But then second inning, they basically just let it up. And then Vasquez hit a couple of home runs. Rafi Devers, Mitch Moreland in order for the Red Sox to get their 83rd win of the season and win 10 to three against the Texas Rangers. So, yeah, pretty good. So, All right. And then the series finale on Wednesday or Thursday afternoon against the Texas Rangers which wasn't really that good. Yeah. They had – that score was tied 5-5, five five, hanging in the fifth inning, and then a Santan – or um, let's see. Yeah, um, Arugne Ardor home, home run – or two-run home run basically, like, gave Texas the win and uh, – or the lead and the win. And they were, were able to hold on for the win afterwards. So, yeah. Seven to five win. Cora was mad because yesterday or that game, I feel like they won the. Um, you got the Rangers first baseman intentionally misplay or uh, uh failed to catch a foul a foul pop up in order for uh, Mike Miner to get his two hundred uh um season strikeout. So yeah, anyway, that's pretty. Yeah. I could see his reason. I watched video of it and it looked like, yeah, he intentionally at the last minute got his hand out of the way before he was able to catch it. So yeah, that was pretty crappy. So anyway, yeah, but it's yeah. A little bit. But honestly, offensively, they were really good too. They were getting one, two, three, or shut out until like the fourth inning, then they started scoring. But it wasn't enough to win the game. Last night's game, Friday night's game. Um Ronito Nunez was basically the factor for the Orioles. He had a free run home run in the third inning and then had another home run in or was able to score, have an RBI single in the ninth inning. The Red Sox did get some uh, runs cooking and uh, Rob or Xander Bogarts uh, got his uh, 500 career RBI in the ninth inning, but the rally is cut short mainly because he got picked off at first. So, yeah. Remember that Wojnowski dude? He was pitching for the uh, Orioles. But, yeah, and um, the game they had against the Orioles in July, he was no hitting the Red Sox up until the seventh inning where Rafael Devers hit like a double to kind of like end the no-hitter. But they did get one hit. But he was a dominant, although he did not have a no-hitter in the first inning yesterday or last night. So that's a good thing. Yeah. 
At least for that, at least he wasn't one two freeing us. So yeah. Today's game, the Orioles got back at us again. A 107th win. Baltimore Orioles team. Come on. Nine to four. Red Sox lose. They did get some uh runs like um Xander Bogarts got his home, got home run and JD Martinez got home run in the first inning. But yeah, sixth inning is basically where they basically Exploded with four runs, the Orioles, and and who can blame them? I mean, we had Casher on the mound. Casher. More like Trashner, my part. Yeah, seriously, Andrew Trashner. That was a stupid move. We could have got a bullpen arm, but we decided to get Andrew Casher, who is absolutely crap. I'm sorry, he is absolutely crap. I I, I don't you can defend that trade every whatever you want, but it, he is still crap. So anyway, yeah. And that's about it for weekly scores. Good news is this week on Tuesday or uh, Wednesday night's game with uh, a Christian Vasquez two-run home run, the Red Sox broke their season single-season record of home runs held by the 2003 Boston Red Sox, who had 238. So about now, let's see how many they have. It's probably like 240-something, but I'll see. But, yeah. I'd like to get into this, too. Um, is it kind of weird that a lot of these teams are this year are breaking their home single home runs record? The Cubs did it. The Yankees did it. The Twins definitely did it. And those are the, the Twins and the Yankees are the two teams right now that have 300 home runs as a team. Wow. Have we ever have we ever had teams have hit 300 home runs this season? That is weird. That, that could be obviously be a record. So let's see. All right, back to business. Um, let's see how many home runs the Red Sox have. They have right now two hundred and forty-five. So I mean, basically they already broke it. So like they already have the record. So yeah. So anyway, this could honestly be the year of the hitter. Kind of like nineteen sixty-eight was like the year of the pitchers. This could twenty nineteen could be the year of the hitter, where like teams are breaking their home run record, and um. Red Sox. So Thursday night, I was listening to the Cubs game because the Red Sox already played, and uh, kind of want to see how. And I will say this: my favorite um, National League team in baseball is the Chicago Cubs. So yeah, I am cheering for a team, at least for the National League in the state of Illinois or around here. So yeah, so yeah, you can be happy about that, guys. So anyway, yeah, yeah. So they're breaking it. Let's see. Has let's see how many like is it ever been done? Has any one in MLB hit three hundred or more? Yeah, they're the first team. Yeah, like this is the first season that anybody has hit 300 more home runs in a season. That's just weird. Whoo, yeah. Justin Verlander is right. The Astros pitcher, Justin Verlander, he is right. They are juice. 
mean, yeah. This could be a year. Yeah, this could be honestly be a historic year. Erod in the season he's having, and this is why I kind of want to iterate too. Like, he has a chance possibly. Let's see, is he pitching tomorrow? Possibly tomorrow if he's pitching tomorrow. Yeah, if he wins tomorrow, he has 20 victories, and that's the first time a Red Sox pitcher has thrown 20 um, or won 20 games in a season since Rick Porcello. And he will actually, I watched the game today, and they were talking about he would probably be the first left handed pitcher in Red Sox history since Mel Parnell in 1953 to win 20 or more games. That's pretty neat. We could be so we could be seeing history tomorrow if he gets it done, if he gets the job done tomorrow, which he possibly could. So yeah. So one thing, the last thing I want to iterate about the Red Sox, uh, I've been hearing reports that T- Theo Epstein might be coming back. Could be a possible candidate to be replace Dave Dombrowski as GM of the Red Sox. Possibly bringing him back. I'm not sure. I mean, he did leave on really bad terms with the. Uh, John Henry, or at the time, John Henry, Tom Warner, and Larry Lucchino. So, I mean, it's different now since uh, Sam Kennedy took over Lucchino's spot. So, but I mean, still, I mean, John Henry and Tom Warner might, yeah. So, maybe, I mean, maybe they might have some repenting hearts and basically like bring Theo back. But I mean, at this time, I mean, that he really left on bad terms, especially in 2011 with that uh, season the Red Sox had. And like they kind of, it kind of feels like they probably don't want to bring him back. So yeah. Anyway, so well, yeah. All right, Bruins news. Um, so I'm just going to just go over some uh, Bruins post or uh, preseason. Why I keep saying postseason? Preseason scores, but I'm just going to write them off. I'm not going to go into depth of saying it because I really don't give a crap about the preseason. It it's just basically a glorified uh, scrimmage. So anyway. So Philadelphia, they play the Philadelphia. All these games are at home. Philadelphia Flyers, they won four to three, uh, and they won. Uh, they beat. Then, hold on, yeah, let's go over this. Reiterate. All right. Um. So on Monday they played the Philadelphia Flyers and won four to three. On Wednesday they played the New Jersey Devils and won two nothing. And today they played the Chicago Blackhawks and whooped them. Two shreds, eight to two to finish out the preseason. So yeah, and also two. So let's see, one, two, three, four, five more days till opening night in Dallas against the Stars. Can't wait. We're coming back on the quest for the number seventh cup. Let's go. Let's go. Number seven. Let's go get it. And let's use as what last year's Stanley Cup loss as motivation for the fire. Ooh, this is interesting. Anyway, I saw something on my phone. I mean, yeah. Anyway. All right, one thing. I did forget something. Um, I just saw that P. Alonzo just of the New York Mets just hit home run, which basically breaks the all-time rookie record for home runs hit in a single season. So pretty neat. I think it's like 52 or 53. Yeah, pretty neat. All right, anyway, so that's enough Bruins news. Celtics news. Now, this is very interesting. Jalen Brown wants to get paid, and he wants to get paid five years, $120 million. 
Wow. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying, I mean, um, I feel like, I don't feel like he's enough that worth that much money. I feel like giving that contract kind of contract should be given to Jay or Jason Tatum. Cause really, I feel like that's the guy you want to build your team around the young player. You want to build your team around Jason Tatum. So, yeah. And also Jalen Brown, it was kind of one of those, uh, guys that were causing locker room problems last year. He was kind of like um him and Kyrie were basically kind of like um yeah, kind of like uh going hand in hand. They might not work to get well against with each other, but I mean, they kind of had the same personalities. So yeah, anyway. But I mean, anyway, the second half of the season he did accept his role except what Kyrie did. He did accept his role and he did do well in the postseason. But yeah, I mean, he I feel like this is that's kind of like a second Kyrie Irving. We really do not need that. So, and anyway, if they don't get this done, it's now in a stalemate. This contract, if he do, they don't get it done by October the twenty third, he will be a free agent come next year, next off season. So the one coming up. So yeah. Anyway, um, I don't. I mean, if we don't resign, I'm not really that be that bummed out. I mean, he did – it was kind of cool to have him around by me at the same time. He is kind of overstaying his welcome, and it's kind of time for him to go. Needs his time to clean up the locker room and give and put guys who are really going to be team players and will be uh, good role players and will accept their roles and help the Celtics possibly get number 18. So, yeah. And looking, the quest for number 18, if everything goes well – 2020 just looking forward October the 23rd against the Philadelphia 76ers I will also do what the what I'm doing with the Bruins um I will um do some like preseason scores but I'm not going to go into depth because I at the same time preseason who gives a crap who gives a crap so anyway but yeah I should be looking forward to this 2019 2020 year because they're young they're fun and they could honestly surprise some people they honestly could surprise some people. ESPN, like Nick Wright, is already writing them off now as being like, oh, they really got worse no, because they, they got people like Kemba Walker, and he's not really that good as – actually, he's better than Kyrie. I mean, defensively, um, I've been hearing, yeah, defensively he's not real. And, like, and Kenter, he isn't really good defensively either. I mean, but these guys really want to be here. They really want to try to make this work in Boston. So, yeah. What some guys from last year, like the guys that left this year, couldn't do and didn't want to do. So, yeah, anyway. All right. Patriots, last thing, Patriots news. And the game against the Jets um, on Sunday, the final score was Patriots 30, Jets 14. So, what I liked about the game, offensively, um, we did good up until, like, probably we kind of did slow down around, like, uh, half of the game and stuff like that. And uh, what I didn't like is, like, sometimes our offense, like, especially when they put Jared Stidham out there, which I'll also go into, too. I mean, defense was good. They did not give up a single point. But the only points that the Jets did score was basically just offensive uh, miscues, like a muff putt by Gunnar Olszewski um, that, like, the Jets special teams converted into a touchdown. Jared Stidham, the backup quarterback, which they put in basically after knowing, like, you know, we're basically going to win this game. The Jets are still the Jets. They're still garbage. Um, put him in, and, like, he threw a pick six, which kind of, like, put it up to 30 to nothing. But it was still not enough. 
So in the end, the Jets were still the Jets. They're still garbage, and we, the Patriots, still basically just handed it to them. So, yeah. Anyway. I'm still impressed about this defense, and that's why I say, too, the defense really has not given up a second point so far this game. Could they still keep it up? Let's see. That's why I mean, and that comes to our next topic, on to Buffalo. And this team is still undefeated. They are 3-0. We had to take on the, the Buffalo, the Bills Mafia, and that might be a test. And that could be a test for them, too. Could that show that the Jet or the Bills could be – Good. We'll see you tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. On the Buffalo, as Bill Belichick says, on the so-and-so. So, yeah. News of a side podcast called The Boss or the T.O. Boston Celtics. I've started recording a trailer and intro show uh, yesterday, Thursday and yesterday. Um, so yeah, this is basically just a sideshow that I would do like a uh, Boston Celtics. I would do like just mainly just everything Celtics news, like some weekly podcasts depending, but I'm mostly looking forward to the post game podcast where, um, I basically like every 82 games, I would give like a podcast, like give out stats, see what I liked and didn't like about the game. So yeah, anyway, so yeah. All right. So 2019, 20 or 2019 Red Sox post-mortem episode and MLB postseason and World Series pick show. I'm planning on doing it probably pretty soon. Um, tomorrow, The post-mortem show I'm doing tomorrow right after the Red Sox game. So either win or lose, I'm still doing a mortem. And um, I will warn you, this will be explicit. As in, I will curse every word because this is an episode where I'm going to vent of why, why 2019 was pretty bad. 2019 was pretty bad, so yeah. So anyway, what I didn't like and stuff like that. Or maybe I'm not. I'm not really sure. I might just think about it. Maybe I might just maybe vent but not try to curse. I'm not really sure. I don't know. But um, possibly, depending on like what goes on with the rest of the MLB tomorrow, I might hold off on the MLB postseason show, but um, we'll just see. We'll, we'll probably just see about that. But hopefully – um. Hopefully all things go like possibly um it's through everybody else has clinched, but this but um the one uh division we're waiting out on is the NL Central division, and that's uh battle out between the Cardinals and the Brewers, depending who would get like the wild card spot or who and who would win the NL Central Division. So that's still up for grabs. And that could be a battle to go up to the end. Maybe they might tie and might have to play a tiebreaker on Monday. Who depend? Who knows? I mean, maybe we might have to do this, this MLB postseason and World Series pick show possibly Tuesday, and that's the first day of the postseason wild card games. So yeah. Anyway, so all right. So anyway, thanks guys so much for giving me this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Uh, please follow my Twitter pages, which I'll also put on the details and like the info on the podcast. Um. Follow the Instagram page at Royal Rooters, lowercase, all lowercase, Royal Rooters, 1992. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts because that also helped me get listeners too and also helped me get like sponsorships and stuff like that. So follow the show on Spotify and also follow um, the TO Boston Celtics as a follow or subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. And follow uh, the Follow, and also follow the show on Spotify too. So yeah, 
Yeah. Well, it's kind of messing up. I mean, in my defense, I am autistic. So I, mean, I do have Asperger's. So that's why I kind of like mess up and stuff like that or like kind of stutter a little bit. So, yeah. So, anyway, wrap it up, boys. Let's go home. I got to get ready for do some overtime work. So, anyway.
she has to do everything for her. <laughs> You're still here? It's over. Go home. 